Welcome to Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Follow along on my journey as I ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and becoming parents. I'm not an expert and I have no experience. I'm going through it all just like you. So thanks for being here and let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to Any Questions, a podcast all about pregnancy, conception, hopefully one day motherhood, and just trying to keep things real on this journey. If you are new here, thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast helps you feel less alone on this journey. And speaking of, I wanted to start off this episode by actually thanking a listener, Natalie C., left me a voice memo, and it was just the sweetest thing, totally made my day. Um, As you may know, I don't really do anything to promote this podcast, I kind of just throw it out into the ether and have been really um, delighted and surprised to, you know, have a few, not a ton of people, but like, you know, a good number of people listening. And it totally makes my day to know that um, this podcast is reaching your ears and that you appreciate, you know, that I'm sharing my journey and hopefully it's making you feel less alone on your own journey. So thank you so much, Natalie C for reaching out and sending, sending me that voice memo. Um, if you want to leave me a voice memo, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's just through the platform. I use anchor. Um, if you just click on the link, you can leave me a little voice memo. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have any ideas for future topics, um, that sort of thing, I'm not really interested in doing any like social media or email or anything like that for the show. So the voice, memo would be the best way to get in touch. Um, So today's podcast is all about that feeling of falling behind. Um, And the reason I'm doing this topic is um, because I, of course, am sort of feeling like I am falling behind. When I started this podcast, I had high hopes that I would have a lot more to share about, you know, um, my pregnancy journey and, you know, going into motherhood and things like that. And here we are 14 episodes deep and I am not pregnant. And I've really learned that there's so much more that goes into conception. And it's, you know, maybe not a really easy, simple thing for a lot of people. I've really had my eyes opened to that. Um, And it can really feel like when you're, you know, sort of, it's almost the end of April here. Um, We, you know, wanted 2022 to be the year that we get pregnant. And it's, uh, tough to hear that, you know, you're so many months in and it really feels like nothing's happening. You're not making any progress. And of course, all around you, people are getting pregnant, having babies, getting married, other sort of huge life milestones. And it really feels like I'm sort of standing still just watching it all happen. And of course, I know that you're not supposed to compare yourself, especially to just, you know, what you're seeing on social media. Um, But it's hard. It's hard when you are in a season of life where you're trying to make something happen. You're trying to move forward. You're trying to start this next phase of, you know, parenthood and pregnancy and all that. And you feel like you aren't making any moves towards that. So as I have shared in past um, episodes, I'll just try to give you a brief update on where I'm at. Today is day, if you can believe it, 66, 66 of my cycle. Clearly something is going on. Something is is not right. Um, I usually have longer cycles closer to like, you know, 35, 36, 37 days, but um, 66 is completely abnormal for me. This is very strange. Um, I don't feel bad other, like there's no other, I'm not experiencing any other, um, symptoms or anything besides 
uh, just an extremely long cycle. As I shared in a past episode, I have been in touch with my doctor. I have a, a transvaginal ultrasound coming up in two weeks. Um, my husband actually works in healthcare, so he's trying to see if he can get that moved up for me. Um, but if not, I will have that ultrasound in two weeks time and hopefully get some results from my doctor uh, shortly after that, and then hopefully have an answer of what the heck is happening in my body for me to not have a period for 66 days. Um, and hopefully whatever is happening, whether it's PCOS or something else, we can sort of figure out a plan of attack from there to help me uh, menstruate a little bit more regularly and then hopefully get pregnant. So <laughs> it almost feels, and this really goes back to that theme of, you know, falling behind it feels like, you know, I'm not even at a place of trying to get pregnant. I'm just like trying to get a period to get back on a cycle where I could get pregnant. So it really, really feels like I am standing still while the rest of the world is like sprinting past me. Um, so I thought if that's how I'm feeling, there's probably other people out there who are feeling the same way. So hopefully this episode will give you a little bit of, um, not exactly relief, but maybe just support knowing that there are others of us out there who feel this way too. And again, I know I am very privileged. Um, I'm 29 years old. I've been, you know, trying, quote unquote, to get pregnant for a couple months now. I know there are people um, in way tougher situations dealing with way uh, more stressful, more expensive, more painful, more complicated medical issues who have been trying for many, many months, many, many years, who maybe have less time, um, you know, whatever it is. So I know I do uh, have a lot of privilege here and that this hasn't been that long or that hard of a journey for me. But I also, you know, not interested in getting into any sort of like oppression Olympics. I've don't want to compare who's had it worse sort of thing. Um, but all that to say, if you are struggling, know that you're not alone. Okay, so let's jump into some things I have thought about of, you know, how to feel better if you do feel like you are falling behind, if you're standing still, if the rest of the world is getting pregnant and having babies without you. Um, the first thing to remember is that, of course, everyone is on their own journey. Everyone has their own path. Everyone does life on their own schedule. There is no one set timeline that all of us have to follow. And I know we all like know that, but I think it can be really helpful to hear it again and sort of be reminded like, oh yeah, that's right. There are people who, you know, start having kids in their early 20s, their teens. There's people who don't have children until their 40s um, or even later. And people who make you know, grow their families in different ways, whether that's uh, through adoption or fostering or surrogacy or whatever it is. Um, same thing, you know, not just with children. I'm sure everyone's seen those posts that go around online saying like, oh, I don't remember, but something like, like, you know, Oprah didn't get her first big break on TV till she was like 40 or 35 or something. And some famous directors, you know, didn't start directing movies until their fifties. So just sort of thing that like, you know, it's never too late. You're never too old or too far gone. Um, that your your time will come. So I'm really trying to remind myself of that fact and trying to, you know, feel very confident that like, hey, I am on my own path. It's okay that it doesn't look like everyone else's path. Um, it's okay that, you know, other people are, are doing things that I want to be doing and my time will come. So sort of trying to remind myself that, uh, you know, I am on my life's journey and it's okay that it looks different from some other people's. The next thing I try to remind myself of is that I really need to make the most of this season of my life, really enjoy where I'm at right now. And I talked about this a little bit more in episode eight, how do I actually enjoy the TTC process trying to conceive? And I think it's so true. Um, 
you know, the fact that I feel like I'm just standing still, like I'm getting left behind, it uh, helps to remember that like, hey, I'm not, you know, standing in a ditch waiting every day, um, hoping to, you know, get pregnant and have a baby. There's a lot of amazing things happening right now in, you know, where I'm currently at. And that, you know, right now I'm in this amazing place, you know, fairly newly married. I'm like seven, I think seven months I've been married. Um, and that's really cool. Like I get to just hang out with my husband and our dog and we had moved to a new apartment a few months ago. Um, so there's a lot in my life for me to enjoy. And I think I really just need to be reminded of like, there's a lot of good here and it's okay to not always be looking to the future, not always planning ahead, not always waiting for the next thing, but actually just like settling in this moment and making the most of it. The next tip I have is to remember that each day brings you closer to what you want. So this is something that I think I first said out loud on a podcast and it kind of like gave me shivers, um, but it's been really helpful as like, I'm not quite woo-woo enough to say mantra, but like, you know, in the family of a mantra, um, but to actually say each day brings me or like each, whatever, each day brings me one day closer to becoming a mom. And that is like, oh yeah, it still gives me shivers to say it, like to say the word mom, like me becoming a mom. Uh, maybe I'm just pronouncing mom really strangely, <laughs> mother. <laughs> um, but it's so true, right? Like if this is my parenting journey, no matter how it happens, whether it's, um, you know, adoption or fostering or surrogacy or whatever, whatever we end up doing, um, each day brings me one day closer. Like I am, however many days it's going to be, you know, like, 300 days from now, 800 days from now, 1500 days from now, each day I am one day closer to becoming a mom, to having a baby, to becoming a parent. Um, even if I'm not able to do anything today to make that happen, you know, I'm in this weird phase of my cycle, just waiting for an ultrasound, waiting for something to happen. Um, you know, there's nothing I can actively do right at this time to get pregnant, to become a mom, but just getting through this day brings me one day closer. And that's been so um, really comforting actually to like have that thought in the back of my head that like I'm always getting closer. And I think this was actually something I ado adapted from uh, mantras that I've heard people use during labor saying like, oh, each contraction brings me closer to my baby. Like, yes, it's super painful. You know, it's not fun, but each one, you know, is, is one more that I'm done with brings me one step closer to meeting my baby. And I kind of have adapted that for life. Just each day brings me one day closer to, to becoming a mom. So hopefully that's something that kind of resonates with you and feel free to use it, <laughs> turn it into your mantra. Um, you can say that to yourself every morning, every night as you go to sleep, knowing you're, hey, I'm one sleep closer to becoming a parent, one sleep closer to having a baby. Um, because I do believe, you know, however it's going to happen, it'll happen. Um, if it's something you want, if it's something, you know, you and your partner or your family or whatever you want a baby. I think it's something that you can make happen through some method. <laughs> um, and each day you're a little bit closer to that, which is actually really cool if you think about it. Another way that I feel better about this sort of like falling behind, standing still thing is to lean into my other hobbies. And I've mentioned this on quite a few previous episodes. I think it's super important. The trying to conceive TTC journey can be really all-encompassing. Um, it can totally take over your brain. There are so many podcasts and books and YouTube channels and movies and TV shows and magazines and forums and online communities um, that you can really, really get lost in. You can spend all of your time thinking about uh, trying to conceive. You can be, you know, taking tests and taking your temperature and uh, taking your partner to bed or whatever it is you're doing to try and get pregnant. And it really can become um, kind of like an obsession. Like it's really 
takes up all of your brain space. And the funny thing about it is, you know, if you have a regular cycle where you're able to tell that you're ovulating, which is a huge if, there's only really like five days a cycle that you can get pregnant. And of those five days, like it's one or two days that are really prime. So if you have, you know, a standard 28, 29, 30 day cycle, that's only two days a month when you can actively do something about getting pregnant. So why are we spending the other 28 days also stressing and freaking out and worrying about getting pregnant? And I definitely say we because, <laughs> um, you know, I am so obsessed with this topic. I started a podcast. So obviously, uh, I am, you know, talking to myself in this too. But I think it really helps when you do start to feel stuck and you're comparing yourself to everyone else and wondering why you're so behind in your journey. It can really help to lean into some other hobbies, some other things in your life beyond just trying to conceive. This is something I thought about quite a bit in wedding planning as well. That can be a huge rabbit hole. You fall down, you spend all your time obsessing over your wedding and, you know, Pinterest boards and Facebook groups and all that sort of thing. And then you come out of wedding planning, like the wedding's over and you're like, oh, whoa, like <laughs> what happened to my life? How do I get a life back? That's not just about weddings. Um, I think it could definitely be the same in the trying to conceive world, obviously, hopefully at the end of that, you know, you're pregnant or you have a baby, so you have something new to obsess over. But um, maybe that's how we get parents who wake up and realize they don't have a life outside of parenting. Actually, no, I don't want to touch that one because I think that a lot more goes into that, um, which we've talked about a little bit on this podcast. But all that to say, find a hobby, lean into your hobby. I uh, want to work on this a little bit more. I want to have more hobbies. Um, travel is a really huge one for me, writing. So I definitely try to do um, a, a, as much of you know travel and writing as I can. Reading, I used to be a really big reader. I sort of fell off of it this year, but I think getting back into that will be really nice. We also have a really huge patio space at our new apartment. So I've been going a little um, nutso trying to you know get some plants and some furniture and really make it this um, awesome space that we're going to be able to use all summer. So things like that bring me a lot of joy and definitely take my mind off of this whole trying to conceive journey. Um, and even, you know, leaning into the fact that, oh, if I'm not pregnant, you know, I get to sit out on my patio furniture, sipping like fun summer cocktails all summer long sounds like a lot of fun. So uh, trying to lean really hard into those hobbies and other interests. Um, lastly, just sort of like to wrap up this whole feeling, I think it's okay to, I mean, it sucks to feel this way, to feel like you are being left behind, like everyone is progressing and moving on with their life faster than you. Um we're not supposed to compare, but it's it's hard not to, right? Especially when you're seeing things uh, on social media or hearing things from family and friends. There have definitely been, you know, situations in my own life where I'm like, oh my gosh, that person's pregnant. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> they didn't even want to have a baby. Or, you know what, uh, this couple's getting married. Uh, oh, I bet they're going to get pregnant before we do. And worrying that, you know, people who have been married for so long when they reach out, when they call or when they text, like, oh my God, they're going to tell us they're pregnant. And like, you know, jealousy comes up or just that feeling. I don't know if it's so much jealousy, but just really feeling like you are, you know, you're left behind. Like you're not um, part of this thing that you want to be part of. And I think it's, well, it sucks to feel that way. And it's a bad feeling. Um, I think it's also okay to kind of acknowledge that that is part of this process, that if you um, are struggling with, you know, fertility and conception and trying to conceive that there are, you know, of course, negative feelings associated with that. And it's okay to, to have them. I don't think you need to, it's bad enough to feel the feeling. You don't need to 
add guilt to that. You don't need to make yourself feel bad. It's okay if you see a post on social media of somebody announcing a pregnancy and your first thought is not immense joy. It is okay. You're not a bad person. Um, things like that. And I think society is getting better at sort of recognizing that things like that can be really triggering, really painful for people, especially people who are trying to grow their family. Um, so it's okay if you feel bad and you, you know, need some time to wallow and feel sorry for yourself and your situation, or you need to, you know, I did a whole episode on why is everyone on social media pregnant? It's okay if you need to unplug, turn things off, take a minute, not, you know, be the one to plan the baby shower. That is totally fine. Uh, take some time for yourself. I think that's super, super important. When you are feeling bad, when you are feeling low, whether it's about, you know, trying to conceive or anything really, just like honoring that emotion within you and doing what you need to feel better and not making yourself feel worse by adding, you know, guilt on top of it, not forcing yourself to feel happy right away. Um, I think there's a lot of power in that and just sort of not, um, you know, totally giving up and lying in bed for the next three years because you're sad, but you know, maybe you need uh, an extra morning in bed or you need to take the weekend, whatever it is, right? Like in sort of allowing those feelings to happen and processing them and going through them, I think is really powerful. Um, I said lastly, but I've got a few more things, let's be honest. <laughs> a big one for me in sort of helping to you know, get past these feelings, not ignore them, not, you know, push them back down or anything, but work through them. A, a big way I'm working through them is gratitude. So yes, you know, I, I'm not pregnant, you know, we, it looks like we're possibly going to have some issues on this journey, just given how wackadoo my cycle is. Um, but what do I have? What am I so, so, so grateful for? And of course, you know, my husband, I have an amazing partner who is so awesome. We recently got married, which is just, you know, it's an exciting phase of life to be in. I have a dog who um, equal parts drives me crazy and is the best thing in the world. So <laughs> she's, um, you know, amazing. You may have heard her in past podcast episodes barking or tapping around on our laminate floors. Um, I love our new apartment. We recently moved in here a few months ago. It's been so fun to decorate it, especially our patio, spending all summer out there. I cannot wait. I love our city. I love where we live. We are so lucky. We're right by the water. All these parks, restaurants, shops, uh, really amazing place. I have a really cool job. You know, I work for myself, freelance, contractor. I kind of get to decide what I want to do each day, which is kind of amazing. I have great friends, great relationships great family. Um, there's so much amazing and wonderful and incredible about my life. And sometimes it really just helps to sit down and, and remind myself of those things, right? To be so, so grateful, to kind of get outside of my own head. And something I like to ask myself is like, okay, what parts of my own life would I be jealous of? Not that we should be comparing at all, but I think if you are trapped in that comparison um, cycle where you're comparing yourself to other people, why not compare yourself to yourself, <laughs> if that makes any sense? Like, you know, pretend that you are seeing yourself on social media. What parts of your life would you be like, oh, wow, that person has, you know, such a great house or such a great closet or workout routine or full, oh my gosh, there's such a great cook there. You have such a great partner, whatever it is, right? There's everyone, you know, there's stuff in your life that you can be grateful for. And I think that's a really good way to feel better about where you're at and to not feel so behind or like you are being forgotten and, you know, not making any progress is just to remember all the wonderful things that you do have. Okay. Last, lastly, for real, this is for real. My last point. Um, I do think there is a bigger picture to this. The fact that so many people, mostly women, I would say, um, do feel like they are falling behind, like they're 
um, getting left behind, like they are not progressing fast enough in the whole TTC journey. I do think there is a huge societal part of that. It's not just a personal thing of, you know, remembering that everyone has their own timeline and being grateful and having hobbies. Yes, all those things are really important. And I think they're going to help you personally. But I do think there's a bigger societal piece to this. Um, yes, there's, of course, also a biological piece for, um, you know, cis women who are, or sorry, just for, you know, um, people who have uh, the biology that allows them to carry babies, there is, generally speaking, a um, a clock on that. <laughs> there's only so long that, um, I guess, people with uteruses is what I'm trying to say. Uh, there's only so long that you are able to, you know, make eggs and, and carry babies. And of course, with um, scientific advancements, those ages seem to get longer and longer. Um, it's no longer, you know, this little like five, 10 year window. It's looking like, you know, 20 year window or 25 year window. Um, there's also so many other avenues. Of course, there's a lot of fertility support, there's surrogacy, there's adoption. So as much as there is that biological clock that we hear about tick, tick, ticking, I think the bigger part of that is the societal clock. We sort of tell um, mostly women in society that like, hey, if you haven't had a baby by 30, what the heck are you doing? Like, you know, what's what's the point? Like, and, and I think we are making progress on this. We are working to um, sort of push back on this, that it is okay to make the choice to not have kids, to have kids later, um, but we can do better. Because I do think a lot of that pressure and that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm feeling left behind. It's not just an internal thing. Um, it's something that is external that women, myself included, have now internalized. There is this pressure, especially, you know, couples, you get married. Everyone's like, okay, when's the baby coming? We're, let's go, hurry up. Um, whether or not you're ready for that or, you know, if things things take time, right? Um, I think there's a lot of work that can be done here. Even just the idea, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, when are you going to start a family? Um, why can't a family just be two people? Why can't it just be a couple? Why can't it be one person? One person and a cat, one person and a dog, one person all by themselves. You know, why, why does a family necessarily need to be children? Um, I think that's something really important to think about. Why is the natural next step after marriage kids? Why does it have to be kids? Is there other things that we can celebrate in a marriage that's not just having children? Is there other things we can celebrate in life that's not just um, relationships? Does it have to be, you know, what happens if somebody doesn't get married? Is there, you know, after their prom, is there nothing else that they get to celebrate? Um, I think there's a lot of conversations that can be had here that really would make, um, make there be less pressure for, I'm speaking, you know, I myself am a cis woman, so that's sort of my experience, but I think there is a lot of pressure on um, women to uh, have babies. <laughs> there is that societal pressure as much as things are changing for the better and, you know, people are able to choose their career um, or choose to not have children. I still think there is that pressure, especially for people who, you know, who are in a couple who do want children, there is that pressure to kind of like get going. So I hope as, um, as we talk more about these fertility journeys, trying to conceive, uh, growing your family in whatever way that looks like to you, I hope these conversations become less taboo. And um, because of that, there is less pressure that you can sort of do things on your own schedule uh, when or when you don't want to, <laughs> if that makes sense. Doing what, doing what you want whenever you want is essentially what I'm getting to, really. Um, sorry, this podcast is probably a little bit of a um, little ranty, kind of off the rails a little bit. I think I'm just in a bit of a strange place. Um, 
again, feeling like the whole topic here, feeling a little bit behind and really, um, if I can be quite vulnerable, not quite sure what to share. Um, I, it's hard when I came up with the idea of this podcast, it was really to share my conception and pregnancy and motherhood journey. And it feels like I'm really stuck in this like preconception era and it's hard to come up with topics. So if you have something that you think I could speak to, uh, please do leave me a message. Like I said, I'll put a link in the show notes where you can just send me a little voice memo. Um, I'm still going to try to record weekly because again, I, I know thanks to uh, the people who are listening and who have sent in voice memos that there are people out there in the same situation. And I don't want you to think that um, this stage is like not important or that you're alone. So I, I want to keep recording and providing content for people out there to provide that support and to show you that someone else uh, maybe kind of sort of knows what you're going through and is going through it alongside you. Okay, enough from me. I will stop rambling. Wishing you all the best wherever you are on your journey. Know you're not alone. And um, yeah, baby dust to everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.